Hey, and welcome to episode 67 of the Sunfire Tavern, the spooky episode. Our pod hey, you're not supposed to be here yet. Our podcast for gamers and geeks where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV with me, Clark, and my spooky co-host, Ollie. There you go, that's better. <laughs> Discussing the hot topics for the last few weeks. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern and you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, other podcasts, podcast this, podcast that. Uh, we're basically on all of them, so just, yeah listen to us uh, and please send us your questions comments or whatever via the google form which is linked in the podcast information blurb hi ollie Woo. rise from your grave oh good uh, altered beast reference well yeah. done see i know that i know i'm cool I'm it's cool. the I'm best dude it's the best soundbite man i'm as the kids say dabby that's what they say what they are that's what they say <laughs> I, don't, I don't know did you just say dabby yeah i'm yolo dabby like, um, <laughs> what's the word what what uh I slap. That's, that's, <laughs> Can you change your your Overwatch two name to Yolo Dabby? Yolo Dabby, yeah. or I slap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So this week, hello. Um, we've had a busy week, and we're actually back on kind of format, making more than one podcast a year. So this is good. Yeah. Um, and today we're going to do our usual what we've been playing and watching. We're going to talk a lot about Overwatch two because it came out a few weeks ago. Can we call it Overwatch 2? We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, there's some uh, drama around Bayonetta 3. Um, there is some stuff about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet using a fake VTuber idol as a gym leader, and I hate it. Mm. Um, there's talk about Meta continuing to fail miserably, which I've been really enjoying. And it's spooky season, so we're going to talk about the creepy, spooky games, movies, and shows that we love, and any creepy, hidden things in games. Mm. Because I've basically run out of things to make topics about, so that's what we're doing there. <laughs> Um, Ollie, hello. What have you been playing or watching this week? Right. Uh, I have been... So, as I said in the last episode, I have my shiny Xbox Series X. So yeah, I'm part do. of the next-gen console kids. He's allowed to know. the table now. He can sit yes, at the table with us. I can sit us. at the table. Uh, yes. I am, a ga- I am full, through and through a Games Pass user. So, yeah. Um, recently, I finished Deathloop. I played through all of it, which was my first AAA kind of... Uh, is... Is Deathloop a triple A game? I guess it's Arcane. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, Abs- yeah, yeah. Absolutely a triple A game. Yeah. It's Bethesda, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bethesda and Arcane, right, yeah. Um Also, you, you mentioned you're a Game Pass user now. Did you know, as as of last <laughs> last week or the week before, the Game Pass has generated two point nine billion dollars in revenue. Holy shit, I did not know that. That's it's pretty big... popular, like it's uh, I mean for small indie company Microsoft, like they're yeah. doing really well. I'm happy for them. That that is a large number. Yeah, that's a big number. It's lots of well, that's it's, it's Lots of coins. If you were to put yes. them all together in a room, it'd be a very full room of coins. Yes, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's, Tal- that's, carry that's on. Smaug levels. Yeah, coins. like this is like protect your gold level of coins yeah. here. Like, Microsoft um, is the dragon, is one. Yeah, to say. It's, it's also so. Just just while we mentioned that, I genuinely thought Game Pass was operating at a loss. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. quite a heavy loss. But it turns out it's actually operating at a 2.9 billion dollar like income. We don't know if that's profit. But we know it's making two point nine billion dollars. I mean, it's such a good deal. But then, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, like especially when you look at what's going on with like uh, Netflix and Disney Plus and stuff. Because Netflix is now fifteen pounds a month. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I saw. Yeah, and they've crazy. just announced a advertising tier, so you get like a tiny amount of the library, and you have to watch ads every fifty, every five minutes, and yeah. they're thirty seconds long. That does not sound like a fun experience. Five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and you don't get the the HD tier with that. And you also um, there's another there's another thing as well. It's seven ninety nine a month. 
So you get ads. It's seven ninety nine a month, and you don't get like four uh, K or or like the anything above. Yeah, I think ten eighty p is as high I as mean, it goes. The ads, like an like okay, like I don't mind. I actually have a controversial take of like if I'm watching a TV show, I don't mind ad breaks too much, but uh, that's because right. I grew up, I grew up with them, right? Like, yeah, I'm, same. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, it's time to go get tea, like go get tea. So actually, well, yeah, top, that's on... cup of tea, toilet, like yeah. go and put some toast in the toaster, set fire to your kitchen. That's the, yeah. that's what you do during that moment. Like on the on the topic of uh, what I've been watching, so me and my partner watched through a show on ITV called Karen Piri, I think, which is like Karen one. Piri. It's, yeah, it's like a it's like a Scottish police. It's like a Scottish police drama. It's three episodes, but each episode is like two hours long. So it's Sounds I don't know, awful. I don't know why they decided to do that. It's really good. It, it's like a mur- it's kind of like a murder mystery kind of thing. Um, okay. I it's just me and my partner really like watching these kind of like police drama kind of things, which the you know UK TV seems to be fucking full of them. So like um yeah we watched this one, uh, but that one had ad breaks. I will say it did have ad like ad breaks like every like ten like seven to ten minutes, and that was like. A little grating, yeah. but like, um, would well, you remember in the nineties? Um, we we had an ad break halfway through a show, and then obviously at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in America, you have the credits, so the intro credits of the show. Yeah. Then ads, then five minutes of show, then more ads, then fifteen minutes of show, then more ads. Is that how it works in America? I didn't know. Yeah, that. that's how it did work in the nineties, and we were always yeah. like, "Oh, that's horrific!" Like at least we only yeah. get one right. And I'll be honest, there were some adverts that I didn't mind listening to either. Yeah. Like, you know, they had good jingles, or they were interesting, or they were funny. Most of them now are kind of trash, but back then there were some really creative ways of doing, like, creative marketing. Yeah. Like, I didn't, but, I don't mind it in the, you know, when I was growing up watching, like, Cartoon Network and stuff. Like, there was the, you know, the, the there's the ads, then the show starts, and then halfway through the show, there's, like, a break, right? And then they show the second half of the show. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then ads. Which is fine. It's, it sort of gives you a break, doesn't yeah. it? Like, it gives you... It's like so. I always thought this would be a really good thing in the cinemas if you had a like a uh, like an interval. Um, yeah. What are they called? They, they used to call intermission. them did, intermission. Thank you. Yeah. I used to like the idea of an intermission, so you can go and have a have a piss and like um, you know get stretch your legs a bit. Because sitting in the cinema for like two and a half hours for Lord of the Rings was 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 torture. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. I got to the end of it and I just felt exhausted. Yeah. So I like that, but it's just they're so far the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> five every five minutes, like sounds awful i mean i remember hearing about the youtube thing where they were like t- they were trialing in an a b test or something it was like literally like eight ads yeah, in a video. yeah. <laughs> there's, like, a, there's a test group now for i want to say 17 or 20 ads i mean you we oh, both God. we both know how this works yeah and i mean i i'm still in contact with a lot of people that work in performance marketing at um at youtube yeah and yeah there's like 20 ad tests and stuff going on like for, yeah. for 20 ads not 20 different tests for yeah. 20 ads oh like per session God. so the idea being is they get met out to you throughout that session um i don't know the world that we're in is a is a crazy there's also yeah. so one more point here as well um family guy did a really cool i think it was it was like the family guy of the simpsons you, you know in in some tv shows they'll overlay ads on the screen while you're watching the show so like something will happen where like a little doodle walk in the bottom of the screen and a line of text will appear that will say like um watch uh, kitchen nightmares and it'll be gordon ramsay re- like yelling in the corner of the screen while yeah. the tv show is playing yeah and that happened on family guy like an advert for i think it was the good wife started and peter just like flicks her off the screen <laughs> <laughs> he's like no i'm doing the show and then yeah. i was like that was really meta like it was really yeah. odd <laughs> oh my god but i like but it was actually an ad for a show on that network as well which was kind of cool it wasn't just a fake 
ad. Yeah, I think so. It was, it was cool. That's kind of I've seen theorized. I know we're talking. I know we're interrupting the what we've been talking for this. We're way off base already. Yeah, but for like ads, podcast, we can do the fuck we want. Yeah, exactly right. Like, yeah. um, I guess yeah, like these whole like integrated ads is something that I feel like we'll probably see more of a trial out more. I know there's like uh, I've. So I watch a lot of like Twitch streamers and stuff. Or like, okay, I don't watch Twitch streamers live, but I watch like vods or like wrap ups of what's been happening on Twitch, kind of thing. And one of the discussions someone had was like of a new type of like uh, ad type where you know, you know, people basically on Twitch don't like having to run an ad because it cuts their broadcast, right? And yeah, then like yeah, takes yeah. over, and that's where they lose a lot of viewership or whatever, right? So people were like can we have something like integrated ads so at least yep. that way like the streamer can then you know like maybe the ad rolls at the bottom and the streamer knows what the ad is and then obviously they can riff off of that or whatever and at least that still create that like, generates content and it yeah, kind of makes you're still interacting happy. yeah exactly right so i thought that and i thought like that's a, that's a kind of good idea because like the best ads i've seen are ones on like podcasts or the ones that are like you know they're 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 read out by the hosts but they also get to riff on the ad yeah and kind of do what they want but um, like that there are some that are really over over the top like for example yeah. i can't i can't stand hearing about raid shadow legends yeah um, i don't care about squarespace anymore like i'm sick to death of listening to that yeah uh, and there's another one as well that I hear all the time, and I can't remember. I mean, obviously, it's not doing very well because I can't remember the name of it. But there's <laughs> there's three that I just hear on re- repetition. Or br- brilliant or Skillshare. There's like... no Monday, but then again, it's probably oh, uh, it's probably for my experience. So Monday.com is the one that I get a lot of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just I have no interest in those products because of, I've seen those ads far too much. Yeah. But the the other thing is is there was going to be a thing. We're way off base here, but I'll finish up now. Um, there was going to be a thing where streamers have a green screen frame behind them. Mm. Uh, so in front of their other green screen, and that green screen frame will be reserved for ads in the future. Yeah. So when you go back and watch like a video on demand or a, a like a YouTube video or whatever, the ad will be dynamic based on the time that you're in. Because there's a really weird thing about a lot of like super popular uh, meme videos that were ab- that were monetized. The, they were monetized at the time, mm-hmm. so they're f- they're for products that don't even exist anymore. Yes. Or for companies that have like shut down. So instead, put like a frame in the background that can be dynamic. Like that, yes. I quite like. That's fine. Yeah. It's not really obtrusive. That's not too bad. Yeah. Like, I think, fuck marketing. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, yes, advertising sucks, but also it is the only, it is currently one of the only ways for people who create content to kind of monetize their content in a way that's yeah. not like egregious. Well, I mean, they yeah. are egregious, but like less egregious than other options, which also maybe we can talk about in Overwatch 2. But anyway, yes. <laughs> so anyway, Holly, what have you been playing yeah. or watching? Yes, yeah, so to wrap up, <laughs> Deathloop. We'll, we'll finished... cut the last half an hour of the show. <laughs> yeah. Game Pass, uh, Deathloop. I finished Deathloop. Um, cool. Okay, what I said last week about not liking arcane games, I think that's not really true now that I've finished one. I think the actual core gameplay loop was cool. I do feel like I am not patient enough to engage with a lot of it, but you know, I did, tr- I did like force myself to do- try and do some stealth section stuff like that. It did end up being like a thing of being like, ah, fuck this. Pull out the four pounder, which is like the magnum, which like yeah, yeah. one shots everyone and just like literally, d- you know, like there's that on the 
night, like the last section of like one of the night things is like a big party which is full of enemies where you're clearly supposed to like stealth your way through it. And I just and literally gun's just itching in your pocket. Yeah, I just murder everyone. Yeah. I just like yeah, literally. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So which is like that's the way that I like playing the game because it's fine if it, if it allows yeah. you to do that, it's fine. Like, yeah, do it how you want to. I, like. I did. So after finishing the game, I do feel like the concept of Death Loop, which is I think this is the thing that everybody talks about, which is like I think the concept is amazing. It is basic. It is basically Outer Wilds. Like Death Loop is just Outer Wilds with guns, right? Which is no wonder which is why. Great because I, like I didn't get into Outer Wilds at all. Yeah, yeah. It's like like basically Death Loop is Outer Wilds, but Outer Wilds hides the fact that it is Death Loop. That's the right, thing, okay. right? So like out like Death Loop is is just Outer Wilds, but executed in yeah like a more RPG like gun like action oriented way rather than like a mystery kind of thing it that has elements okay. of that which i thought was really cool of like it is i i did find it a bit of a shame that at the end when you piece all the things together it kind of just gives you the outlined plan of what you need to do rather than being like you have all the pieces you can probably figure it out now kind of thing no I, i'm which... i'm so i'm gonna oppose you on that That's point fair, i yeah. like the idea that it gives you the because so i do like the idea that games are open world and you can go and explore them how mm. you like and whatever yeah but i need a bit of structure otherwise yeah. i will completely lose interest like it's why i'm struggling to get to the end of Elden ring because the, the the cone is so wide now mm. i'm like i don't know where to go and and the game is not really telling me like yeah i can follow the little golden line thing yeah i'm still not entirely sure where to go i i i okay i, I get what you mean and Deathloop does that I think that's fine for Deathloop to do that because at one point it does like the intro and then you can see where it branches and gives you all the different threads of information that you need right. to obtain. And then the only problem is that basically once you've obtained all the threads, it then gives you like essentially what is like the final quest oh, where it details okay. all the actions you need to do to complete so it the puts game. them all together for you. Yes, exactly right. But yeah. what I'm saying is like you probably didn't need to do the last thing and kind of let the players feel smart being like, okay, I have all the threads of information. Or like, you know, you have a thing that tells like the player like you've done you've got all the information you need, right? Or something. Yeah. And then they just go and do it. You know what I mean? And that way yeah, it feels smart. And that way you to... feel smart, right? Like Yeah, it is, but it's not trying to appeal to smart people is the problem. It's yeah. trying to appeal to the wider audience, which is not necessarily I smart people. I mean I, to I totally get I totally get yeah. why they did that and that's fine. Like yeah. that I that's mean, the main we, difference. We have from... a good insight on this, I think. Like we know how that works. Yeah, exactly. Like, In from terms a game... of, like yeah. Yeah, from like a game design standpoint, I know exactly why, for example, yeah, yeah. Outer Wilds did not do this, but uh Deathloop did, for example, right? Well, otherwise, I fell off within like an hour. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's fair, right? Like, um, yeah. but yeah, I th again with Deathloop, final like again, last comments is basically like I think the concept is really cool. I th really think they could have done better with like characterizing the vi visionaries, and like the ending is re is pretty bad. Like honestly, the ending is like pretty disappointing. Okay, I, I probably but... am going to go through it at some point. I just yeah. I, I find every time I play it and I die, like I'm getting that. Oh, I don't want to retry again. The like they they add like weird they try to do like weird like twist reveals of like characters and stuff like that but ultimately like you don't really care about the characters because you don't really see them interact all that often like you can tell yeah. the relationships between them but you have no context for why they're important and... well so that's like the marvel effect isn't it when yeah. you get to the end of a marvel movie and then you get into the credits and the post credit sequence and it's like an introducing face man and you're like Who's that? Yeah, ex <laughs> I have no yeah. idea who this is. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, it's like on that level of kind of like you know, yeah. it feel it feels like the you know the people who 
wrote the game and designed the game are really enthusiastic about the characters and really like you know they really fleshed out who they were but it's not really portrayed that well in the game which is kind of a shame because That's like shame. it's like you can see like there's like almost like little like salt sprinklings of like all these different things but it's like it just doesn't really quite deliver like you know like for example it gives me vibes of like bioshock where you know like andrew ryan for example like the character Oof, of andrew ryan game, you don't know that much about him, but by the end no, of the game, you kind of get an idea of who he is. Right? Yeah, but also the reveal in that game. Yeah, now, I mean it's on. great. Like it's possibly yeah. one of the best game reveals ever. Yeah, like you get to that game and you're like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Like that's that's a really good like a good example <laughs> of it. But I mean, so so I think we should say spoilers here because um, I'm going to briefly hint at the ending to Bioshock. I'm not going to fully mention it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for anyone that's not played Bioshock One, I really highly recommend that you do because it's a top tier game. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about the ending for a very brief second here, uh, and it's a big reveal. It's probably one of the biggest reveals in gaming. But um, effectively, you you realize at the end of the game that you've been played a fool the entire time. Like mm. you, the player, not the the character in the world, but it is the character of the world. But it's you, the player, has been manipulated by the game and that's that's like part of the reveal and you're just like holy fuck yeah and then you look back through the game and you're like wow that was really subtle because yeah. it is a really subtle thing yeah like would you kindly like, would right? you kindly oh yeah. god that that phrase like it, it, it's it's all it's something i've considered getting tattooed on me at some point because <laughs> to me it's such an important part of gaming yeah right? and gaming's obviously part of my life so yeah. i might get that part of my tattoos and get my sleeve designed at the moment i might add that in there Put a little would you kindly comment in there. That'd I mean, cool. uh, like, yeah, so there's an example, right, of, like, a great story reveal. Whereas, like, in Deathloop, they do these things, but it's like, they do the twist, but it doesn't really have any bearing on the rest of the game. It's kind of like this feeling of, like, okay, like, sure, Yeah, like, like it's, it's a meaningless reveal. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. uh, sure, it doesn't change anything, ultimately. But that, that's the art of good storytelling, isn't it? It's making yeah. sure it has impact. Yeah, exactly right. It's like, they try, it's basically, they, they took the first part of a twist, which is like, it has to be shocking, which it really isn't that shocking anyway, and then they missed <laughs> the second bit, which is like, it has to give you a different perspective on the yeah. story, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's a shame, but again, like, I feel like, if they, I guess the other thing that okay, this is kind of spoilery. Um, there's in like spoilers. Oh, careful for though, because like, I haven't played it yet. Yeah, yeah, it's not spoilers for what happens in Deathloop, but it's more like spoilers because it's like, uh, I because I haven't played, you know, for context. I this is my first arcane game, so I haven't played Dishonored or Dishonored Two or anything like that. But basically, the implication is that like, uh, Deathloop takes place in the Dishonored universe. So, oh, yeah, like, I know that they've they've openly stated that online. Yeah. Like, like they've actually stated it recently. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I so think there's are... there's bits there which are more uh, exciting for like uh, arcane fans. Yeah, dishonored <laughs> fans, right? Which is, but obviously I'm not one of them, so it's kind of like no, me uh, neither. Cool, I guess. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where like um, when it, when a games company keeps talking, sorry, what even a games company when like any company is trying to reboot or re master one of their franchises and like they did this with crash bandicoot really famously in fact while we were working on it mm. uh, we're, we're working in the company that was working on it, and they were like do you remember dash dingo everyone remembers dash dingo and like i was like <laughs> no one no one remembers it but they, they kept presenting the because i remember before they announced that crash bandicoot was getting remade they did these presentations to us at work and it was these two americans that just kept saying oh the only thing i played crash bandicoot for when i was a kid was to see dash dingo and it was like have you guys been injected with marketing drugs or something? Because, <laughs> but they just kept saying it. And I was like, this is, it's not just weird, it's fucking surreal. Like, this yeah. is 
where, and and I find that really funny sometimes because some franchises really do think that people connect to their characters when they actually don't. Yeah. But then you've you've got. I mean, we can, we're going to talk about it very shortly. But you've got games like Overwatch where the characters are very much loved. Uh, people like their backstories and whatnot. Same in World of Warcraft as well, and in yeah. Final Fantasy games, people love the backstories of those characters. But some franchises just don't quite make it. <laughs> much like Crash Bandicoot with Dash Dingo, my favorite character. <laughs> Dash Dingo. Dash Dingo. Or no, not even Dash Dingo. I think Dash Dingo is the one from The Simpsons. Yeah. It's it's like Ripper Roo or something was the name of the guy. <laughs> but they just kept saying it anyway. Anyway, whatever. But yeah. Um, uh, other other things that I have played um oh i'm playing through x i'm playing through uh perfect dark on xbox live i guess it like uh, on the games pass again i'm How's just going to pardon how does it play oh amazing i mean like it's just the xbla uh version of the game but playing okay. on series x is like no, i've got it so yeah got, it runs that, 60 fps super smooth as you know hd textures as an n64 game can be uh huh? yeah but i mean i just love that game um, I still think it's one of the best first-person shooter campaigns. Um, it is. So, yeah. it, it is. So I'll yeah. stand by you on that one. Going yeah, through yeah. Carrington Mansion and stuff, I'd love to. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah. So, um, Manor? Mansion? Manor? I think the, the Carrington Institute. And then there's oh, Carrington right. Villa. Right. Sorry, sorry. I'm, right, nerd. This is, yeah, I'm the nerd. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. But, um, so, ask me what I've been playing or watching. Ask me. Uh, me. let me let me finish off with no. two 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 tiny ones. Playing Wonderlands. I'm playing uh, what's it? Tiny Tina's Wonderlands as well. Oh, uh, glad to hear game. you are. Yeah, still haven't got my free copy of it yet. My... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, me and me and my partner started playing that last night. Uh, that's that game's fun. I mean, it's just if you like Borderlands, it's more Borderlands. I do feel like I wouldn't play it single player, but playing it co-op is pretty fun. Yeah, so. that's exactly what I'm hearing about. Like people are saying it's really fun to play with someone else, but playing it on your own gets really grating really quickly. Yeah. Like, Which it, is it just you, you feel like you're out of the joke, like, and the game's making a lot of jokes that you're just like, okay, yeah, great. The, cool. the writing is uh, the writing is better than I thought it would be. I thought it was gonna be kind of maybe this also is highlighting my sense of humor. I thought it was gonna be really cringe, but it turned out like I was like, this is kind of smart. I don't know why. There's something really funny about like a mag- like there's a mach- there's a you know a vending machine where you sell your spells to, and it's mm-hmm. like got the voice of like a gandalf style wizard but it just talks about things like i cast level five commerce and shit <laughs> like that and i'm like all right that's pretty good uh i think tiny teen is okay i think she i i've come around i in borderlands 2 i remember when she was introduced i was a bit like this is a bit much yeah. now i think i'm kind of like because I'm like older and less like this is cringe and more like ah it's like, you know what it's just oh, dumb fun I don't fun. take it too seriously kind it's of thing fun. I'm like yeah sure I mean I also sometimes talk like Tiny Tina so I feel like it would be hypocritical for oh, me okay. to like you know like whatever Plus, I will occasionally just be like yeah and then you roll the dice baby you know whatever yeah. <laughs> so like this it's Ashley Birch and everyone loves yeah. Ashley Birch so, I mean you can't hate her because she's I mean I don't know if you ever watched the old show that she did Hey Ash what Hey Ash what you playing yeah yeah I mean I love that show yeah. I might actually go back and watch a few of those again because that was really funny. Mm. Just her back and forth with her brother and how much he hated it was just brilliant. It was good. It was so good. Um, um, so what else? It? And then uh, there's one other game I wanted to talk about that I've been playing, but I forgot what it was. Is it some weeby shit? No, it's like it was. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. I'm still glowing through Ultra Curl. I'll probably have more to talk about it when I finish it. But that game is shaping up to be one of the best first-person shooter. Like first oh, players. cool. Yeah, single-player okay. first-person shooters. It's really fucking hard, but it's so good. So, And it's not even finished yet. 
So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens when it's finished. But also, Overwatch 2, okay. but we'll talk about that later. Sorry, Clark, what have you been playing and watching? I'm sorry. What I have I been playing? Yeah. Ollie, have I have playing? been playing Street Fighter 6. Wait, you have it? Yeah, no. Uh, I've been playing it. Wait, how? Um, I'll, I will play. <laughs> play it so bad. Uh, well, uh, I can't tell you how I've been playing it, but I've been playing it. Oh. Um, so, have you seen much of it? Yeah, I've been. I spent a lot of time. I, I spent a whole day kind of just watching it, and I was like, because <laughs> people playing like the closed beta while it was yeah, running. Yeah, that's what I'm playing. Closed like, beta. Fuck, man! I want to play this game. <laughs> it looks so much fun. So, I have a friend who yeah. is in the closed beta, and I've been uh, and playing it on there. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to get in trouble. That's fair. Um, I don't know if, if that's even a thing. Because I mean, I've literally just been playing it. I've not snuck into it or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. And it's it's brilliant. Like yeah. they've done a really good job of making it accessible. Like, I was doing moves that I've never been able to do in Street Fighter before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the graphics are beautiful. Yeah. The hub area can absolutely go fuck itself because it's awful. Um, <laughs> well, watching it's it, awful. I thought it was it's really awful. funny. It's horrible. <laughs> you, 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 I feel like some twat running around an arcade that's not quite an arcade. Like it, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like Street Fighter. That's um, so that that was off balance. But the game itself, awesome. I just didn't like the fact that I couldn't go into like. Uh, versus AI. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much my entire time in Street Fighter, I'm playing against the computer. I'm never playing against real players, and I had to play against real players online. I was like, oh, she's going to suck. Absolutely annihilated the person. There you go. <laughs> like five rounds as well. Yeah. Five rounds of two uh, two um, near perfects every round. There you go. Turns out Ryu, also, by the way, Ryu is hot as fuck in that game. Oh, yeah. Dude, his theme. <laughs> yes. Also, his theme, I know it's a bit hit and miss. Like, some people are like, where's the old Ryu theme? But the new Ryu theme, it's, like, all jazzy and shit. And I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah, this is yeah. so good. Like, even, I can even imagine straight people would be a bit like, oh. I mean, yeah, he's, know, right? he's just big buff man. He's big, hunky buff man. Yeah. I think the, the art style that is he's getting close to now is called Barra. Um, Barra. Do you know Barra? No. It's like you know how you've got Yaoi and Oh and yeah, 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 and yeah. So Barra is a is a variant of that where it's like big like muscular men, but like oh. everything's really like if you imagine you're drawing a curvy woman, instead you're drawing a curvy man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But but I, I mean I, I'm not particularly thirsty over video game characters, but Ryu does get me engine kicking, so Yeah. Um so I've been playing Street Fighter <laughs> Six. Uh I've been playing a ton of Overwatch because I mean, it's Overwatch. It's uh, just been written. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. I've uh, been going through Game Pass games and picking out little bits here and there. I've actually just started playing Hollow Knight again because I really want to finish it. Good game. So I've downloaded the Game Pass version, which is Void Heart Edition. Yes, I think it's just got everything. What does that mean? In it. I think it's got everything in it. So all the DLC, all the okay. like extra stuff, basically. So yeah. I've got that. And it's I'm going to play through it. And it, it, yeah, it looks stunning in 4K. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's actually jaw-dropping at points. And it's 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 flawless frame rate as well mm-hmm. like it, it runs perfectly so i'm enjoying that um uh, i got chocobo racing gp on the switch because they had it for a tenner on the amazon prime sale uh, i yeah. feel ripped off for a tenner that game is shit like <laughs> i'm i'm not even going to be i'm not even going to be balanced on this one that game is horse shit like like a flaming horse turd it is it is shit <laughs> absolute shit there is nothing good about that game like, <laughs> like from from second one and i am a big fan of chocobo racing by the way the, the original from second one i felt like i was being stabbed in the gut by marketing and um bad bad game mechanics bad controls um so the storyline you sit down and start the storyline you have to watch like two minutes of intro if you mess up the first drift you have to watch the whole thing again oh, and again sick. and again and again and it's it's horrible like the whole game is horrible it is absolute hot trash don't go anywhere near it anyone listening 
even for a tenner, I felt ripped off. I've not taken it back because what's the point? It's a fucking tenner. I don't care. But I feel cheated out of a tenner. It's 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 the worst game I've ever played. Oh it's up there God. with ET. Like oh, it's terrible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, also it got critically panned as well. Like it yeah. was getting meta scores of like forty and fifty and stuff because it's just terrible. It's an absolute failure in every way, shape, and form. Yeah. So angry about this shitty ass game. But I've also got Triangle Strategy coming in the mail. It's arriving today. Very nice. Because um, I found it for £15 on Amazon.de. So I thought, well, I, I enjoyed Octopath, so I'm probably going to enjoy Triangle Strategy as well. So I've got that coming. Going to try that out. Um, otherwise, just been picking through random stuff and um, actually had an interesting experience because, um, you know, the new Pokemon games coming out, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. Mm hmm. I resubscribed to Pokemon Home to rearrange all my stuff because I've got trillions of the things, like, and they're all over the place. So I like to get them in order, ready for the next game. Yeah. However, if you buy the subscription through Google Play on your phone, it double charges you for the subscription immediately. So it's four ninety nine times two, and it shouldn't. It's a mistake. It's a bug. Oh. So you request a refund, and it refunds one of those purchases automatically because all of Google's uh, uh, Google's customer service is now automated. None of it's real people. You can't get the second payment refunded because there's no option to open a ticket. There's no way of saying to someone, hey, you've double charged me. All you can do is just keep pressing refund. Oh, it's God. it's it's horrible. Oh, God. <laughs> I've had a bad week when it comes to game experiences, but uh, I've had a good week as well because I've watched it's been fantastic and shit at the same time, but we can talk about that when we get to it. Yeah. Um, otherwise, a little bit of TV. I've uh, been catching up with Lost, uh, watching a bit more of The Simpsons. Because uh, that's that, the Simpsons is like my background show when I'm cooking, mm -hmm. and because it's on Disney Plus, uh, and Disney Plus is seven ninety nine a month. It's it's just good background TV. It's good background noise. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's been about it for like my week this week. Have I been playing anything else? What else have I been playing? No, that's been it. That's Sounds everything. like a lot of Overwatch two. Well, Overwatch two. I mean, let's move straight into it. But yeah, yeah. yeah um, Overwatch two has like devoured my life this week, <laughs> mainly because so I I purchased the battle pass, which okay. is the which was like seven pounds or eight pounds. Yeah. Um, mainly because I, li I like Kariko, the new hero. Mm -hmm. I like the skin that she's got, and I like the uh, Sojourn skin as well, the um, like the Rambo-looking skin. I haven't seen the, the... Sojourn skin. Yeah. So it's like a cross between Rambo and Ripley. So apparently it's a character from Apex that's very similar to this, this style. Mm. And I haven't played Apex very much, so I don't know the character, but uh, it's a beautiful skin. And that, that to me, I was like, you know what, for those three skins, that's worth £7. Yeah. However, however... Progress through the battle pass is glacial. It's so slow. Like mm -hmm. it, I don't feel rewarded for playing it at all. I, I'm talking a lot on my side here, and I haven't heard your opinions yet. So yeah, um, no, no, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what yeah. that's where I'm at. So so I'll stop there, and you can tell me your experience that I've watched so far. Okay, Go. so I had a chance to play Overwatch 2 for like I spent like one evening playing it. I was playing it solo, to be fair. Uh, so keep that in mind because I have some thoughts on that as well. So I was playing. No, solo. I mean I know what I know where you're going with this yeah. because I have a similar, probably probably similar experience. Yeah. yeah. So like, keep in mind I have not played Overwatch since like I think pre Sigma release. I, who was so since it was in the zeitgeist? Like, yes, since it was yeah. popular. So who was before Sigma? Champ. Uh. Uh. uh what's it? Hero release. Brigitte, maybe. Yeah, I think I stopped playing just before Brigitte came out or when she got added okay something along those lines i remember moira i think moira was the last hero i remember being added to the game where i was still playing a lot i have a lot um, to say about moira <laughs> yeah so so okay so i haven't played so there's a bunch of new heroes i haven't played so this is like a still a lot of things to play uh i've jumped into some quick play matches just to like try out the game 
Uh, I didn't realize that hero queue and open queue were two different things as well. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so in quick play, I just played like whatever hero I wanted. People weren't playing too seriously. Uh, played Sojourn. Really had had a lot of fun playing Sojourn and playing the awesome DPS. hero. Yeah, uh, awesome, it's just awesome like it, you know, it's basically like a mix between uh, Soldier seventy six and kind of like a projectile character. Which yeah. I prefer anyway. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun playing her. I still don't understand like what where to use the dash thing, but I'm sure as you learn the maps and you find out where to do use the high jump and stuff like that, or like you know trying yeah. to get over shields and things like that. There's probably smart things. You it, can do. it is for jumping over shields. It's also for side side winding up walls. So yes. I use it when as soon as someone starts targeting me, I use it to kind of either go backwards and jump mm. or go sideways and jump and get out of their line of sight. Yeah. That that's how I use it. I don't really use it to engage. Yes. It, to me, to me, it's a disengage. Yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah. It's it's basically just like a get get out, get me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, get it's it's a getaway. But the the idea being is that it's it's not just getting away. It's getting away with verticality. Yes. To to get but the trouble is they've also had a, a new hero that has wall climb. So you now got Hanzo, Genji, and, and Kiriko, and Kiriko, and technically Lucio as well, who can wall climb. Yes. Um. And it's it's nice that she can do that, but it doesn't really get you away if because one of her hard counters is Genji. Yeah. Because she she can't really do anything up close, and she, and a Genji can absolutely annihilate her. Yeah. And if you're trying to get away from a Genji, going up a wall doesn't really help because no, he can cause... just climb up there with you. Yeah, and then he'll just dash towards. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. And, so and... so yeah. So anyway, had fun playing like Sojourn for a few rounds and stuff like that. That was cool. Then I went like, okay, let's just jump into ranked and see how it goes. So this is where I didn't realize what the difference between open queue and roll queue. So I went to open queue first and then went like, oh, okay, cool. So it put me in the thing and I saw that two people picked uh, a DPS, one person picked a tank and one person picked a healer. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just play the other healer. Um, I am not, I've realized that I'm, I've gotten way worse at Overwatch since I remember playing or other people have gotten very good. So I was like, I tried playing Zen and then I was like, Ooh. oh, I am doing real bad here. <laughs> so, that's, not, that's not a good character to start with. Yeah. Zen has got quite a high skill character. Yeah, exactly right. Because no, yeah. I used to play a lot of Zenyatta, and I was like, you know, I used to be able to like hit the headshots, and you know, with, yeah, especially same. with the with the um, Discord orb, right, where yep. you just like melt people. And I was like, yep. cool. You know, I was like, all right, you know, those was good. And I was like, all right, I'm doing nothing here. So I did the classic. I did the pro gamer move and switched to Mercy. <laughs> That's just, fine. That's, that's yeah. fine. I did a good thing there. Yeah, exactly thing. right. And then I was like, "Cool." And then someone noticed, and they said, "Like, yo, this is open queue. You can, we can have two tanks." And I was like, "Wait, what do you mean?" And then I was like, "Oh, okay. So there's no like role restrictions in open queue, which I didn't know because all I'd heard about heard about is like, you know, the thing where you're restricted to playing this like two, yeah, that that two, I mean, one, two. Thing. Famously, that was integrated into Overwatch like in year two, I think. It exactly, was. yeah. Because initially, you could be like six tracers. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I played, I, I, I played pre-roll queue. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So then switch. Anyway, we lost at the end, but I was like, okay, so there's the difference between open queue and roll queue. Cool. Yeah. Went into roll queue, and then I basically played three games, and I got support every game. So did like, you? Did you? Pick to queues all roles. I was like, well, I feel like I should just pick all roles and yeah, just see no, no, what no. I, I, I'm going somewhere with this. Did you pick all roles or did you pick specific roles to queues? I picked all roles. All so three all times. roles just means support. Yeah, right? that's all that I... means because no, no one's queuing a support. <laughs> which yeah. I realized. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So you know, I had some 
some you know i lost all three games but had some moments of, of like going between like playing mercy and then playing lucio and be do doing like okay as lucio and then watching this is the other thing i realized right this is my problem with overwatch 2 because this is also the first time i played like a team like a competitive team game in a little bit of time like, you know i used to play a lot of league i used to play like a lot of these games whatever right and with overwatch it i i instantly found myself falling back into the classic thing of like oh why are we losing dude and then i look at the scoreboard and i'm like oh it's because we have you know some guy who's do like our dps is just not doing enough damage whatever but meanwhile it's like and, and i was like no like it doesn't matter what other people i need to focus on what i'm doing to improve yeah, it's, right? it's you it's not the other people it, 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 <laughs> it's, it's like it's it's easy to blame other people in Overwatch, yeah, but nine times out of ten, it is you. It's so easy. To, I, yeah. I was like, I was like, all right, <laughs> just stop, stop. Yeah. I, I don't. This is it. I don't. I didn't like. And to be fair, also because I was playing solo, like there were no comms, no typing. It's just at the end of the game, someone would just be like, "GG, Ash Diff or whatever." Yeah, <laughs> diff, oh. and, I'm like, and I'm like, all right, it's just like League. That's fine. But yeah, like, yeah. you know, like I feel like in League at least, like there's like, well. I'm more used to it, right? So I know how to like ping and be like, you know, like I'll do this, whatever. So you know, obviously I'm still learning Overwatch too. But like, uh, yeah, I just got like absolutely destroyed, and I was like, it feels like the NUB team aren't dying, which was also kind of like in the games where I was playing a Sojourn, it felt like at least like I was like, okay, I can like shoot people and that's fine, right? Mm. I feel like probably because when I was playing support, I was playing like Mercy and Lucio, and like Lucio, yeah, you can like kill people occasionally, like knock people off the stage and whatever, and that's fine. He right? does, he does yeah. considerable damage as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weapon. Exactly right, and and then like, but it just felt like a lot of the times I was just kind of like standing behind the tank or the DPS and be like, please kill them, please kill them, please kill them, <laughs> please, 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 and then like, <laughs> yeah, and then mean, and meanwhile, I'm like, healing, like, maybe this is it, again, because I don't know the meta, I'm so out of touch, I'm like, healing an Ash, and I just see the Ash just kind of like, throwing a dynamite in the wrong direction, and kind of like, shooting in the corner, like, away from the enemies, I'm like, dude, please help me, but, I think this is it. So my TLDR is basically, I don't think Overwatch 2 is that fun to play solo. I feel like if I played with friends where I can communicate and coordinate, that's probably where the real meat and fun of the game is. And that's how I played Overwatch 1, to be fair. Like, I never really solo queued. I only played with, like, my two friends. And we went into games, in ranked games as a trio. So at least that way, like, I always had the experience. It's a very different experience when playing with friends as well. It's yeah. a lot more fun. 100%. Because even, even yeah. when one of you's bad, it's forgivable because it's a friend. So you're just like, eh, it's fine. It's exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, and obviously it's, like, less... It's just, like, when I'm playing solo queue, it's literally just, like... <sighs> saying... Yeah. <laughs> stress. Yeah, exactly. I do, so... do want to try, like, the other support... Like, Baptiste, because I'm, like... I need to play a character where, like, I don't know if Baptiste is hard to play. Like, this is it, because I, I don't know where the other characters lie in terms of, like, difficulty to effectiveness, you know, thing, right? So, ba Baptiste is very much a twitchy character because um, his heal is very easy. It's just grenades. If, you, if ever you've played Demo Man or if you've played Junkrat, you're, you're basically playing a healer version of Junkrat. Okay. Just awesome. Shooting grenades at the ground near people and they explode and everyone gets heals. Yeah. His uh, invincible field, though, is the twitchy thing where yes. that needs to be saved for the moment when a Genji uses his ult or yeah. uh, Azaria uses her ult and you can hear the uh, the Hanzo ult coming in. That's when that needs to be used. Yeah, that's it's like one reaction for. kind of thing. Right? Yeah, that's and a lot of people thing. just. What, what a lot of people do is they start combat with Baptiste by throwing that in combat and it's yeah. like. 
it stops people taking the last bit of damage off their health bar. That's all that does. Yeah. So throwing it out when everyone's got full health does absolutely nothing. Yeah, so you want to use I, it basically as like a responsive thing, right? It's, it's kind yeah, of like... It's the same as Kariko. Like yeah. Kariko's um, grenade that she throws, that... that it makes you invincible. But the, the super interesting part about her ability, which I didn't realize at first, it doesn't just make you invincible, it also makes you untargetable. Yeah. So, you know Reinhardt's charge? Mm. He'll just go through you if you're affected by that. Like oh, it, it cool. won't, it, you won't get connected or tagged or tapped or knocked back. It'll just glide straight through you because oh, wow. you effectively become ethereal. Yeah. Which, which is, which is, well, as soon as I learned that, I was like, "Holy fuck, this is way more broken than I thought it was." Yes, yeah, very <laughs> strong. It's like yeah, yeah, and it also removes all of Anna's bullshit as well. So Anna's grenade is reversed by that. Yeah. Which so is a cleanse awesome. as well. Yeah, yeah so, it's a cleanse. so yeah, so which is really good. That's why when I saw that Kiriko had that ability, I'm like, right, that is what the character is for. Like, yeah, yeah for that thing. Obviously, like, yeah. the rest of her kit is pretty good as well. But, like... Um... She, she's she's about last-minute saves. Because, yeah. obviously, being able to teleport through walls and teleport to people that are in trouble mm. and immediately throw that thing down, she's there to get in, save someone very quickly, and, and heal them up as quickly as possible. That, that's yeah. her role. Yeah, it feels like right. she's probably synergizes this is the other thing that playing solo i didn't have is like like i don't i've lost all the sense of synergies and also people in solo queue don't give a shit so like um of they don't. you know like so for example i'm sure that like um kiriko goes well with someone like sombra right because sombra will just teleport behind their team and then kiriko can teleport to her and then they can be like together you know kind they, of like they can right? but it also yeah. means kiriko's technically on her own yeah yeah, yeah exactly because she'll run into combat with with an invisible character behind her yeah as in like when the sombra appears or whatever right or like you yeah, know like yeah. When, yeah or like maybe the genji is flanking basically she can help the flankers right yeah so, she's good for helping flankers yeah yeah, so, yeah so whereas like your other support probably this is the other problem that i'm i'm having with i had with overwatch one but i'm also feeling it with overwatch two but this is because i'm a noob well i feel like i don't understand yet which is that like it feels like you always need to have a mercy because of just the raw healing output of that character well so i'm glad you said that yeah i spotted this like two days ago and i was like holy fuck this breaks mercy um so you know all the classes and sorry all the roles now have a passive yes so healers regain health um tanks can't be easily knocked back and knocked around and and displaced Mm -hmm. and dps um no 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 no, they whine and infer that they've had sex with your mum. oh yeah yeah yeah, okay yeah yeah yeah, it's it's pretty good Um, so there's a a second effect on tanks that i only read to like two days ago and i'd I'd never noticed it and it's that healers ults don't charge as fast when they're healing tanks oh that is a big difference and I, i looked at that and just went oh Oh, so ha- shoving—I mean, usually shoving a beam up Ryan's ass as mercy is is the way. Yeah. But actually doing that is quite negative mm. because you're slowing down the ability for Mercy's ult. To, and Mercy's ult is very powerful now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if she's healing the the you know the the flankers and stuff, she's actually gaining ult quicker, mm. which I thought was really interesting. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice little balance. But um, I mean, there's so many changes and stuff in the game. But uh, um, overall, it's not a new game. It's not a sequel. It's just yeah. a patch. But yeah. there's there's been so much stuff. Like at the moment, Bastion uh, Bastion's out of the game, so yeah. they've taken him out of the game. He initially <laughs> was disabled. Right? Now he's just gone. Torbjorn is there, but not playable in comp. Okay, right, yeah. Because both of their roots were massively broken. Bugged, but Bastion right, is yeah. just gone. Okay. I love how they should erase Bastion. And Bastion was one of my favourite new updates, and I'm sad because I've been playing DPS, and it feels weird that half the DPS, well, not half, but you know, two DPS characters are gone. Yeah, two that I like to play as well. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, Bastion's got the best thing because he's got a hat now. He's got a little hat. He's yeah. so cute. Yeah, um, but 
um so i've been playing um obviously i've been playing overwatch 2 um and i used to hate uh hammond like i used to hate the idea of it, 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 it to me that if you pick hammond that's going to be a loss I've now become a Hammond main. I don't know how that's happened. I love that hero. Like, the amount of... Dis- because in Overwatch 1, if he got stunned or CC'd or stopped in any way, shape, or form, he's dead. Yeah. All that's gone in Overwatch 2. So he is effectively invincible. Like, I, and I, I'm going through entire games without ever dying. And I'm just flying... I'm playing him like a bowling ball. <laughs> like, so I'm, like, jumping over the top of the enemy and rolling underneath the bridge that they're always standing by and smashing them through the bridge so they get knocked into the front line of, of the advancing team. So I'm basically knocking them all forwards and they're all split up so they're not in range of any healing and they just get killed one by one. It's such a great way to play that hero. Like I love Hammond so much. And yeah. he's so you you can physically see people getting irritated while you're playing as him. <laughs> like his ult should charge based on how raged the other team get. Yeah. Because I mean his ult charges so quick. Like I'm I'm getting the because you know his ult is the mines that pop out of him and he leaves mines down. Yes. I'm getting that within about ten seconds of the game starting. <laughs> which is way too fast. <laughs> Because it's easy, you just roll in, do your stomp in the air, so you, you do like your swing, yeah. knock them all up, and then as they're all floating around from being knocked up, you smash down, knocks them up in the air again, and then you just headshot whoever you can, because um, crit, crit shots with him are really easy, because mm. he, I think he's hit scan. Yeah, I think, yeah, his his guns are hit scan. Yeah, and it's really easy to hit with them, because the, the reticle's massive. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I'm enjoying him. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a ton of Kariko because she's just so much fun. And she's not available in comp, which is sad. Yeah. Um, been progressing along the battle. Did, did you buy the battle pass, by the way? No. So I, I don't think I play enough. Uh, you know, if I played more Overwatch, I would probably get the battle pass. But for now, it's, I'm it's just, just for cosmetics just as well. So. Yeah, I'm just playing it for fun. Yeah. I'm just kind of like chilling in it, I guess. Like. Well, so I've I've had to do a lot of um, like mental gymnastics around this game because obviously I have a thing about not paying for Blizzard games. Yes. Um, I, I don't really feel right about about doing it um the listener context i used to work for blizzard for a long long time i've given them enough of my physical life i don't <laughs> feel like i should also be giving them my money um because i never used to pay for lizard games and now i have to and overwatch 2 being free again so on that point we'll keep saying overwatch 2 i don't think it's a sequel i don't think calling it overwatch 2 is correct because i don't think it is overwatch 2 this to me is like overwatch 1.8 yeah, like it, it's clearly a patch. The five v five thing I've put to bed because I'm never going to get that changed. I don't like it, but whatever. Because um, I don't think the maps are designed for five v five. They don't work with five v five. Like if you've played the the robot maps, you know the push. Is it push? Push. Push. Yeah. 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 So those maps just feel massive and empty, like mm. ridiculously big. And because there's only five people on each team, everyone's huddled near the robot, and there's corridors and walkways and paths and stuff that are just completely empty all the time because because the maps are just too big yeah and, and those push maps like i find you're spending like easily 75 percent of those games just running back to the point i find them really boring like we've had some really intense games on them but for the most part they've been boring because it's just me running back and then a widow will pop me as i get to the point and yeah. have to go back again um but yeah push has been fine i do like the new daily and weekly challenges that they're really enjoyable they're how you get your battle pass xp yeah because you get like 5k per thing. So those are how I've been leveling up my battle. And I'm about level 47 on the battle pass now out of 80. Right. And there's 57 days left of the season, I think. 57 days? Yes. Ish, 57. So so the the battle pass, as as much as I hate how slow it is, is definitely balanced for the season. Mm. Like, I'm I'm making my way through it, but I'm also spending way more time playing Overwatch <coughs> than I did before it came out. Sorry. Like, I feel like if I, if I miss a day of, of dailies... 
I'm fucked. I'm never going to be able to finish it. I don't even want the Genji skin because it looks like shit, but <laughs> I, I feel like I've earned it. I need to get it. Mm. Have you seen the Mythic, like the, the new Mythic tier skin? Yeah, I've seen it. It's the, it's the, the one where he's got a mask, right? Yeah, he's got a mask and you can paint on him and stuff. And It, lo- it looks like a child's dipped Genji in Crayola paint and it looks weird. <laughs> it's a cool concept. And I, I, again, I, ha- I, I actually have an NDA here. There is a better one coming. Uh, but I can't say who it is or what it is. But there is definitely a better one okay. that people are going to like. The Genji one is kind of trash. Like it's, it looks like something you give away on Twitch. Like yeah. it's, it's that level of, of. But that's the final reward for the thing. But like I said, to me, it's the Mercy skin, the Sojourn skin, and the uh, Kiriko skin that, yeah, that got me. Yeah. That got me into that. Uh, but yeah, so I'm doing the battle pass. I've been playing a ton with some friends. We, we've been having a lot of fun overall playing it. I will say the base gameplay is still very solid. Yeah, um, it's nice. it's it's been fun like relearning all the heroes. I've been playing a ton of Ash, which I didn't used to play. I love that hero because mm. um, she's a sniper, which I'm terrible at. But she's also a mid range because you can you can use her gun like a like a long range shotgun. Yes, and it it does it's very quick to fire. Uh, and I use that to kind of build her ult up, and I, I'm like firing out three or four bobs a game. Yeah, because because I, I basically just use the gun to do moderate amounts of damage from a, sh- a mid range just to get the ult charge, and then I'll throw the dynamite in just to get them all like ticking. But it, it's it, I, I like that hero; she's fun to play. Yeah, she seemed like a lot, when she came out, because um, I kept up with like the hero releases and just watching them, mm. um, and she seemed like a fun hero. Like I. Any character that has the thing where it's like you throw something and then you shoot it to blow it up, you know, like, it's very like fun. old school Unreal tournament style. Yeah, yeah. like I think that it's, is it's, just, it's just a good mechanic. <laughs> so. It's a very rewarding mechanic as well because the noise that it makes and the 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 visuals and stuff, the feedback is really nice. Like mm. it, it feels like the game's going well done when you've done that, and I like that. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple of heroes that have been sort of put in the trash can, like um, so May, for example, just doesn't make any sense anymore. I don't know why what they've done to May or, or what what they thought was a good idea about because what they've done is taken away her freeze yeah so now well, she just she's just like playing the pyro in in team fortress so she has so she still has the freeze on her ult right on the ult yeah yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's the but ult, not on right? the mouse one so not yeah. on the mouse one but the ult charges way quicker now mm. so she's got it like way more often but yes. her her left click just doesn't feel like it has any point yeah it's, you just, it's just spraying right blue click, shit right? at people yeah yeah the, the right click's the, the big damage thing now She's yeah. effectively a sniper, is what she's been turned into. Yeah. Um, but what I'm finding is she combos super well with characters like Wrecking Ball because she'll put the wall up behind the team and I'll just slam into them. Yeah. And they do more damage when they're getting uh, sandwiched between Wrecking Ball and an object. Mm. So every time that wall pops up, I'm like, right, time to die. <laughs> and then I come. So she's been sort of put in the trash because she's very, very situational. Mm. Uh, Symmetra, I don't even know what's going on with Symmetra. They've turned her into this, like, I mean, she's a shadow of what she was before Overwatch 2 launched. What and I was playing her all the time. Now? She's DPS, but she's... I mean, she's got the turrets. Yeah. They don't feel good. Um, she's got the teleporter, which lasts for 10 seconds now. Uh, and it looks weird. And, and and the problem is with the teleporter is people don't use it until they've seen it like 47 times. Yeah. So it needs to be visible for a long time. Mm. Uh, and no one's using it. So I've used it multiple times. No one's using the teleporter at all. It's more just to secretly get behind people now. Is the right, teleporter? Okay. It, it's about engagement rather than getting back to the point or whatever. Uh, and her uh, charge thing, her balls. Yeah. I like these. Um, 
It looks like she's firing like little tiny Hadoukens at people now. And it, it looks weird. It doesn't look right. Um, but again, she's sort of trashed. And then there's Doomfist. Oh, my God, Doomfist. Yeah. <laughs> what a terrible rebuild. <laughs> it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, So when he's charging his punch, mm. he's absorbing damage. But he has to absorb damage for the punch to have an impact, I think, is what how it works. What? Which is, yeah, so he has to absorb damage to actually do damage back. So it's like he's a combo counter. Right, okay. So if, if people are comboing into him, he can do damage. But his cone is very small and the the, the window for opportunity is so tiny that it's like it's never going to happen. Yeah. And you put him alongside someone like Orisa, who is just, I mean, Orisa is so much fun to play, but obnoxious as hell. Like, horrible character, but so much fun. What is Orisa's um, ult again? Uh, by Yamore, that one. Yeah, it's the one where she pulls, everybody, she pulls everybody in, right? Yeah, she sucks everyone in, and she charges up to 500%. So the the, the way she's standing, yeah. she's, she's got her um, gold where she turns gold, because she does, like, she takes reduced damage. Yeah. So she turns gold, does this charge, and sucks everyone in. And if she lands on 500%, that's 500% damage done to everyone around them. Oh, my God. So she, effectively, it's a one-shot kill, but it takes ages to get there, and you can be killed while you're doing that. Right, okay. But yeah. I've done it a few times in the last few days, and I've been like, bye, you're bored, eh? And yeah. then I've run off going, exterminate, because her, her other voice line is, exterminate, exterminate. Yeah. <laughs> but she's also... I, I have to combo this as well, because if, if I'm getting play of the game, I want to be at the end saying exterminate, but also she's got an emote, which is dressage, where she, like, yeah. hops and skips away. Yes. So I'm hopping and skipping away going, exterminate. <laughs> <laughs> I am trash with Orisa, like, in, in a really good way. Like, like I'm a horrible person to play against mm. because I know that character inside out. And she's now got this javelin thing as well. Yeah, that that it's thing seems crazy. It's horrible. Like, it's so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> it's a knockback, an interrupt, and a massive amount of damage as well. Like, she is going to get hyper-nerfed. Like she's she, she's gonna get destroyed. Yeah, I played against the Narissa, and I was like, "Oh, this is very different experience." I'm like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Like, <laughs> yeah. just like... So oh, this is this is not fun. No, this is written. No, this is horrible. Yeah, I was like, "Where's this big shield thing?" Yeah. I was like, "Wait." The funny part is, is some of the highlight intros she still got the shield. Oh, good. Oh yeah, I saw the thing with with McCree where he has the flashbang thing, and he just doesn't have a flashbang anymore, right? It's so pathetic. Like the quality level of the launch is so low. Yeah, it's like, oh, um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that where like some of the intros are, are oh. wrong. Also, sorry, his name's Cassidy now, isn't it? I said McCree. Cole Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people still call him McCree, which is fine. Like, uh, to be honest, it, I, I understand why they did it. I yeah. know why they renamed him, and I appreciate they tried to do something good. But of all the problems that company had, that is like, that's not how you solve those problems. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. still gonna. Everyone's gonna keep calling him McCree, like. And I'm not supporting that. I'm not saying it's a good thing to do, but my muscle memory calls him McCree. Like, yeah. my, my brain just naturally calls him McCree. What do you call him? Cowboy man. Cowboy. cowboy. <laughs> Rolly tolly rooty tooty boys and shooty. cowboy man. Yeah, rooting tooting cowboy. That's what yeah. I call him. Um, yeah. But otherwise, like, I mean, the the integration of the 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 shop and the the the, the game is ridiculously overpriced now. Like, all of the cosmetics are way too expensive. Yeah. Um, I would be more willing to buy those cosmetics if they were like three to five pounds a piece. Yeah. Like, like this, I would monetize. This is what I wanted to talk about. So like I've seen a lot of posts on uh Reddit now of like people basically being like this is to all the people who were anti loot boxes, this is this is your future. This is yeah. what you have done. <laughs> this yeah. is this is that you reap what you have sown kind of thing. And no, I think I agree um, with that. I think that's fair. And like <laughs> 
I'm kind of a bit like, yeah, sucks, but like, I yeah, I guess I need to like formulate a like more of an opinion on on this thing, right? Because I think, like, yes, loot boxes can be predatory and they're bad, but like, I think that's if you view it in that sense. Because like, you know, the alternative is well, the alternative is basically you you charge forty dollars for Overwatch Two as a game and you just release it, and that's it. Right, and then you yeah. go like, cool. All the all the cosmetics and stuff. Maybe you add D you do like the old school style of thing, right? Where it's like, oh, you have DLC that you buy, and then maybe that adds like new maps, and then you like, you know, whatever. But obviously, we know now that as a live service game, that does not work. So, yeah, I guess this is it. Now they've just added this store, and people don't like stores. Yeah, who, who knows? But well. It's also mega expensive. Like yeah. the, the cost is so high. Yeah, exactly. And 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 like you, if you look at the Sojourn skin that's currently on offer, there's it, she looks like she's in a bin, like in a brown paper bag. It's it's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's it's supposed to be like a because the, the, there's apparently a theme. It's supposed to be cyberpunk themed, which yes. I can sort of see now now that someone said it. But if if someone hadn't told me, I never would have guessed isn't, it. Isn't she already kind of a cyberpunk theme character? Well, they all are. They, they've all yeah. got like um you know like met parts installed yes. in their bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, she's been really good this week. Um, she's she's supposed to look like a like a spy mm. in this costume, but it looks like she's in a brown paper bag. It just looks <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's it's the quality, and then you've got the Junker Queen skins. Oh my god, <laughs> what oh, did they yeah. do here? I heard something her about like Junker Queen's legendary. Just looks like it's a recolor of her base skin. That's yeah. all. It's just a recolor with like a tiny bit of geo and topology. Like, sorry, I'm using industry, you know, yeah. geo for say geo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay, cool. Uh, geo for anyone that doesn't know is the uh, three dimensional aspects of a model. So adjusting bits of a character model to, uh, to make it physically look different. Yeah. So like a geo change could be if one character has five fingers, a geo change will be removing a finger. Yeah. Because it's a physical thing that sticks out. You're just moving the model. You're just re yeah. re rearranging the model a little bit. Yeah, you rearrange. Uh, well, that's that's topology, isn't it? It's yeah. rearranging the model. Yeah. So, so geo is the physical adjustment to the model, and then topology is rearranging the model. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, this is nerd talk. Um. Sorry. But yeah, so the, the, the Junker skins are terrible. Like, I mean, I can see if they were rares or epics, yes, fine. But as legendaries, no, that's not. No, no one's paying twenty quid for those. Mm. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, I think this. Thought, I think this is it. So with Overwatch Two, if I if, if I continue to play it and play it again, like I think I need to find my new characters that are like good, or at least I, need, I feel like I need to find a character per role that I enjoy now, kind of thing. I would um, say get some practicing with Zenyatta because once you get back on form with him and you also work at... So just to say as well, if you're, are you finding you're not hitting with his orbs? Kind of, but like because I think that's just more like just generally my aim is not so good. <laughs> it could be. However, there is an, an they've, they've also admitted to this, there is an established problem with aim at the moment in that you need to re-enable uh, high-accuracy mouse inputs. Uh, you need to disable the uh, automated frame rate adjustments in the video settings because oh, yeah. uh, your resolution is adjusting while you play. Yes, and it's actually it is actually impacting your aim. Like it, it, I, I change this stuff and suddenly I can't miss. <laughs> like I've gone from being like never hitting a single character to suddenly not being able to miss them. Okay, that's a big difference. I'll I'll take a look at those things. Yeah, there's a few settings you need to adjust. There's there's a post as well from not Jeff. Um, yeah, not Jeff. Talking about I don't know what his name is. Yeah. Marketing Jeff. But um, you know, the, 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 the know, guy know, that they grew know, in a in a vat to yeah. um, to replace, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we could talk forever about Overwatch too. But I think it seems that like we're both on board with the fact that it's it's a pretty okay game. Yeah. My my last my last question 
regarding sure. Overwatch 2. Is Farah good anymore? I feel like she's just bad now. The next point is Bayonetta voice <laughs> actress. Uh, Farah is only as good as the enemy team is bad. So yeah, I Farah can be an absolute feeling. god. She's she's barely changed. Like she's almost the same. The the big difference with a lot of the heroes. So we're going to go back into this now. Yeah. Is the big difference is all of their cooldowns have been reduced. So Tracer, for example, she now doesn't have any CC to stop her, and her cooldowns are reduced, so she can teleport about much quicker. Mm. She's fucking horrific. Farrah can stay in the air longer because her rocket thing that you that slowly recharges over time recharges quicker. Yeah. So she can hop around in the air a lot more and stay airbound. I just feel like she's probably really... Unless they adjusted her airspeed, she's probably too slow in the air. So people can just, like, hit her really easily. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, I I can hit her, and I'm not very good with hitscan characters, mm. but I can hit her quite easily. Um, yeah. She's fine. I mean, maybe I'll give her a shot again. I was just kind of scared to play her because I was like, she seems like she. Well, don't be scared. Be like you're not. <laughs> as long as you're playing unranked, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, Tra- I know, obviously it doesn't yeah. matter, right? But yeah, yeah I, it, it was just matter. more like, yeah, I, I maybe I'll, I'll, because I used to play a lot of Pharah. That's why that was my character. But then it was kind of like as people got better with hitscan characters, people were like. Don't play this fun. character because yeah, and especially die. now they've added Sojourn as well. Yeah, exactly. Sojourn is not hit scan with her charge up, yeah, but her a railgun. Yeah. railgun is obviously hit scan. And I, I am getting some amazing headshots with that. Like, like I, I, they're they're absolutely accidental. But I did one the other day. I got to play the game the other day where, where I used a rule. Yeah, and all four hits of the ult were headshots, Oof. four kills, and I was like, beep, 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 beep. Oh, f- the girl was like, "Oh, you're obviously hacking." I was like, "Stop it!" Oh, <laughs> yeah. don't flatter me like that. Yeah. Stop it! Don't flatter me like that. I mean, obviously, it wasn't. I was just an idiot. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, that's Overwatch Two. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, we yeah. can talk about it again. Um, so, and we're also like an hour into the podcast. Yes. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this Bayonetta voice actress thing. For people that don't know, uh, the Bayonetta voice actress for one and two was asked to come back for three. Uh, but offered $4,000 for the full voice work of the game. Which is insane. Which is just taking the piss. That like, is like, it's, not it's, acceptable. It's, it's, that's not even humane. It's, it's, it's horrifying. Uh, and as a result of that, uh, the voice actress for Ash in Overwatch, Jennifer Hale, who's also the voice actress for Female Shepard in uh, Mass Effect, yeah. uh, accepted the role. And we don't know how much money she's been offered, but I'm assuming it's way more. Yeah. Uh, because she's obviously a very well-known actress, and the person that does Bayonetta is not so well-known. Yeah. Um, that's not to belittle her. She just is less well-known than this other big video game figure. Um, and as a result, the developers for Bayonetta have responded on Twitter in the worst possible <laughs> way. Have you seen this? Yeah, dude. Hideki Kamiya <laughs> just like fucking... Okay, what? this is the tweet. I've got it here. What is it? Sa- so Hideki Kamiya, who's... Uh, I think it's he's like the creator of Bayonetta, right? Or at least he's, I think he's their lead developer or something. Okay, but yeah, yeah, he's the guy that's been around since day one. Right, okay. So his tweet quite is... Quite well known of being a bit of a cunt. Yes, right? apparently, yeah. yeah, on Twitter as well. Yeah. Apparently he's pretty bad. So his, his tweet is, Sad and deplorable about the attitude of untruth. That's what all I can tell now. By the way, in all caps, beware of my rules. <laughs> and the rules... Re, re, the rules uh, reference, like, basically, he... On Twitter or something, it's basically if you ask him a question he's already been asked, he just like bans you or some shit. Which is like, you know, perfectly reasonable way to use Twitter. Don't I have no problem with that. But also it's just kinda like, dude, like, why are you gonna be like, yo, beware of my rules, dude? You guys Yeah, but also one of his other rules is he won't respond to you if you speak in English. Yeah. 
just like fucking god. What a twat. Yeah. Anyway, it's like clear. Yeah, it's just like, dude. I mean, look. If he, if if this is all, I I mean, I severely doubt that this is wrong. This is a big thing for someone to come out and flat out say like, yeah, I was only offered four thousand dollars. If that was untrue and you know maybe that if that was untrue then and platinum games come back and have some kind of proof of that fine but right now as it stands i don't re- see a reason why this person would lie about that and that is uh, I, I, insane I mean, we've like, got no reason to disbelieve her as well yeah that's what i mean um, no, no, that's what i mean yeah like but also the key point here is this is a franchise that is currently without merchandise yeah uh, so this is not including merchandise has made 450 million dollars yeah and they're 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 shoehorning, well, they're not shoehorning, they're, they're low-balling her with a $4,000 offer to be the voice of the main character yeah. for the entire game. Like, who is the same voice who's been in uh, Bayonetta 1, Bayonetta 2. They want her to come back for the third one and still be the voice, yeah. but give her, I mean, that's not even a living wage. Like, you can't live off $4,000. <laughs> yeah. And there's li- likely, like, months of sessions that she'd have to do to get all the voice work done. But it's it's... It beggars belief, and I bet Chris Pratt's getting more for Mario. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, on the on the backdrop of that as well, it's like. Yeah, it's 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 horrific, and the problem is, is Nintendo do not give a shit. That they yeah. they they don't care. This is nothing to them. Yeah. Because this is Nintendo, one of the biggest uh, brands on the planet. Like they make more money than most countries do. Um, it, it's it's disgusting. Like I wasn't planning on buying better Bayonetta three. Mm. I, I I still have one and two i've only half finished one and i haven't even started two and i've had it for like seven six years or whatever um so i don't care about getting the third one until it's in like a deep sale but even now i'm like maybe i'm just not gonna buy it like it's easy for me to boycott and i'm not i'm not taking a like a holier than thou stance here i'm just like that's one i could easily boycott like yeah. that's one i might as well um because fuck them like fuck fuck that like that is horrific behavior yeah it, it genuinely annoyed me when i read it and especially when you watch her tweets as well like she does seem like a really um like well-to-do lovely person she seems genuinely lovely and she actually seems quite heartbroken like at some points when she's talking in her tweets in the videos it sounds like she's about to cry mm-hmm. like she's obviously like upset about it i mean i would be like sorry i get really annoyed about this kind of stuff no, it... voice actors are treated like shit well yeah that's industry. why there's the whole like screen like sag after right like yeah, screen actors yeah. guild it's why they're, why they're on strike like every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's oh, it's upsetting. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Well, I hope that she receives some form of you know, so, something happens. I, I I hope that you know it sounds like from the tweets and things like that, like things aren't going so well for her just generally. So I no, she's struggling. Better. It sounds like she's struggling. Right, and, yeah, and that's sad. I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with Bayonetta three. I mean, again, I like I I don't really have a strong affiliation with Bayonetta so I won't be buying it either but like um I like yeah, it. it it just su- it just sucks to hear that like like you know a voice that is iconic right and like you know people really like the character and like the voice that like someone is like can be treated this way i guess and considering as well that character represents a ton of lgbtqia plus yeah. communities and is like a source of of so much joy for so many people to know that behind it is this filth is like ugh. Yeah, not sucks. again. Sucks, man. But 
but I mean, we could, again, I'm also wary of the time. Like, like we yeah. probably can't linger on these points for too long. But mm-hmm. we'll do a quick one with the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet one because this will just piss me off. Um, <laughs> do you just hate VTubers? I just, I just hate this. I hate this whole thing. Um, so they announced the new Pokemon, which is Bellybot, by doing this weird um, thing. So. In the recent Pokemon games, some of the gym leaders have been a bit like quirky or whatever or had weird quirks, but nothing to the level of this one. Mm-hmm. This one is like a teenage girl with the transgender flag for her hair, which I noticed recently, by the way. She's actually got the transgender hair, uh, flag mm-hmm. colors, yep. which I thought was kind of cool. I thought it was they were going to announce she was trans. Obviously, that she's not. They've missed that one. Yeah. Um, but um, the, 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 the character is a VTuber. Like a oh my god hi like an idol a Japanese idol and she did this video a few days ago where she was like hinting at the fact that she's got a partner Pokemon and she's going to reveal it soon yeah. the whole thing being exactly how a VTuber works with merchandising and branding and stuff mm-hmm. and the next day they announce it and it's this trash bag looking thing that doesn't look anything like a Pokemon it looks like something out of um, Dragon Age it's the frog like, right uh, not Dragon Age Dra- yeah it's the frog but it's, uh, sorry Dragon Quest not Dragon Age yeah um, it just it doesn't look like anything on brand at all. Like, it looks way off brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't like anything about this, and it's annoyed me. So there we go. I'm annoyed. I mean, that's fair. I, unfortunately, I think, like... So, as much as VTubers are popular in the West, uh, apparently in Japan... So I listened to a podcast called Trash Taste and some other Japanese podcasts, and they're talking about how, basically, what VTubing has done to Japan, and it is apparently, like, insane. Like how popular VTubers and things like that I, are. In I Japan. thought you were going to say it was unpopular, and I was no. like, I really don't believe that. No, it is like literally everywhere. Like yeah, within, I know. Yeah. It was in like VTubing was only something that was popular, like popularized, like maybe like two, arguably two years ago now. I mean, like you know, there were things like Kizuna Ai, who had been kind of like the mother of all VTubers, etc. Right, and maybe yeah. like you can, you can even maybe talk about like, sorry, I'm going like mega weeb nerd shit here. But anyway, you know, stuff like Hatsune Miku and stuff like that. You know, like the I don't know if you've heard of Vocaloid or whatever, but this no, is kind of, of like, <laughs> so like, <laughs> this is like the, this is basically, not the end game, because it's going to go further, but basically now that basically people have found a way to, for people who don't know what VTubing is, it is basically a way to overlay an anime avatar over a real person. So you can use like a web, you can do this at home as well. You just need a webcam and some software, and basically the anime character kind of mimics your movements because it's basically detecting your motion on your camera. Yeah, it's so, like an avatar. Yes, oh, it's I might literally be, an avatar. I might be using the wrong phrase there because she's not actually a VTuber, she's a, she's a, an idol yeah like, like an idol streamer like, like yeah, yeah, yeah very heavy vtuber vibes yeah exactly right? but that, that's so, what i'm getting at is that she essentially is a vtuber yeah. even though she's not it makes and it makes perfect sense that this this kind of character is going to be put into pokemon because people yeah, of will, course yeah of course. love this kind of thing the frog yeah. looks kind of stupid yeah <laughs> i mean yeah it's, it's, it's just, stupid. It uh, it's, it, it, usually, when I see a new Pokemon in a Pokemon game, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to look forward to getting that. Like, for example, the little Fido thing. Yeah. Oh, I want that so badly. Like, I want that. If, if it doesn't evolve into a Great Danish, I'm going to be really pissed off. Great Danish. Like, I know, I know. Like, hear me out. <laughs> I've got a lot of problems with it. Like, I'm really excited about Scarlet and Violet because it does look like it's going to be an amazing game. Mm. But this, uh, this gym, uh, it's probably going to be the first gym I take on just so I can get it out of the way because I just want to get rid of this character. <laughs> I don't want to see this character in the game because it, it's irritating. But she's got like, she's got the whole like oversized you know yeah. jacket and the yeah. the anime they just add just add belts yeah. smiley face and then you know got the whole like ace what's the word for it? asymmetry clothing you know just like a twat like yeah. I hate her I hope she sets on fire 
<laughs> I hope the first gym is the one that you get to nuke because looks, I'm taking it out. She looks like she's going to sell me a Genshin Impact ad. Yeah, exactly. She looks like she's <laughs> going to be in Genshin Impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that. Like that was that stupid VTube, stupid, stupid bollocks, stupid. Um, <laughs> hate it the worst. But speaking of things that we hate, but I, I actually have really enjoyed reading about this. Uh, the metaverse. Oh, this one has been so good to watch because Facebook seems to think that they've cornered the metaverse, the idea of having a metaverse, when, unfortunately, Fortnite has already done that. Uh, VR chat has got whatever yeah. is left over. Um, it's done. It's perfected there. Metaverse is just trash. Like, it, look, I, I've used this word a lot today, but it really is. Well, um, yeah. So... You, you know the whole thing about this? They, they, it's called Decentraland, I think it's called. Yes. Is it Decentraland? Yes, yes Decentraland. Decentraland. Yeah. Um, and th- there was... A <laughs> someone claimed that the, the, they only had 38 active users on the platform. And they were like, actually, we've got 8,000 active users. And it's like... Oof. Yeah. yeah, that's still... <laughs> that's still um, that's worth know. a $1.2 billion investment. <laughs> yeah, no... <laughs> Unless that's 8,000 oil barons, you're not getting much money out of that service. <laughs> so, like, I think this is... I, God, there's so many things to, to say here about, like, met, metaverse and meta. Like, we could do a whole fucking podcast episode on this shit. But, like... A whole season of podcast episodes yeah, on this shit. Like, yeah, like, so this Decentraland company, and it's a metaverse company, mm-hmm. but I don't think that means that it's necessarily tied to meta aka the facebook company right so this is a separate company which is still valued at (laughs) 1.2 billion dollars which is also fucking insane but Mm -hmm. like um that yeah they've got their weird dystopian social app thing that like uh, i don't i don't understand like tldr i understand why these companies are trying to do these things when VR chat exists, and VR because... chat is an example of like a good example of it because it's a free space yeah. where you can do what you want, and maybe yes, safety and all these other things. But the reality is, these companies are just trying to make a version, their version of VR chat, <coughs> without as many features, but basically just so they can charge you and make money on. They can monetize you. Yeah, I mean, one point two billion dollar uh, value is the reason why these things are existing. Uh... That that's it. There's no big secret. That's it. Yeah, I mean, just try and get people to wear headsets, dude. That's that's yeah. step one. Like, it's just so funny that they're, they're like, we've mastered the metaverse. No, no, you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it's, anyway. it's, it's all, it's just so dumb because it's not to do with the product even. It's to do with just like convincing someone that it's valuable so that yeah. they will give you money. It's, it's so, so blatantly money focused and nothing else. It's, yeah. It's, it makes me laugh. Like it's it's pathetic. Anyway, but, um, I wanted to mention that because I just thought that was a funny story yes, from last week. Because yeah, yeah, it's been both... a good a good news week for uh, a good week for gaming news. There we go. Yeah, I mean, there's I there, there. there was a lot, a lot there was some other meta news. Like for example, it was like what was it? Yeah, Facebook revealed something to do with avatars with legs, and then <laughs> turned out <laughs> that it wasn't legs. real. Like, is it like, because it was like, you know, you watch the video and as someone who works in tech, I'm like, yes, that is very clearly just motion captured model. That is not live at all. Like, I love that one. It's like, we've mastered legs. And the response was, no, you haven't. You really have not. You really haven't. Like, it's so funny, that video. Like, then I mentioned this last time we talked about this. Do you remember the original meta announcement video where um, 
what's his name? The guy who heads Facebook. Z- Zuck. The Mark Zuck. Zuck. Old Zuck. Zucky boy. Yeah. Um, old Zuckers. Um, <laughs> it was him stepping into the metaverse and going, oh, let's play cards and and doing this whole joke about everyone thought he was an alien. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we get that you've accepted the joke and you made a laugh about it, but you're still creating this horrific product that no one wants. Yes, yeah, like Horizon Worlds <laughs> is so... Like, that's the Facebook one. It's called Horizon Worlds. And, like, that probably has even less... Like, or, like, the same number of daily active users. Like, not even... Like, they don't even internally use the tool. Because it's just terrible. It's just because it... No, no, you're wrong. I've seen the marketing video where all of those people get together and have a meeting in the metaverse. <sighs> I've seen it. They showed you that the other yeah, day. That, 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 a video every... came out. It, it was this woman. Yeah. She puts the, So the, the whole thing... Here's another thing about this leg technology. They also claim that it can dress you based on what you're wearing. So she just puts the headset on and her avatar is wearing the same clothes that she's wearing in the real world. And I'm like... That's not even possible based on the technology that headset has. Because yeah. it would need an outside-in camera looking at everything she's wearing to accurately model what she's wearing. Yeah, exactly. Like, she appears in the video wearing those clothes, and I'm like, but how? Like, yeah, like, like <laughs> that technology can exist. The problem is can. that it, it, we don't, like, as in, like, that is not commercially available, yeah, readily it, available right now. Like, the technology can exist. It just doesn't exist in the way that they're presenting it. It can't exist in the way they're presenting it, and it doesn't exist in that device. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> dude, maybe, look, maybe, you know, maybe there is an alternate, you know, me trying to be optimistic about tech and shit. Like, maybe there is some crazy machine learning algorithm that they're going to train with some kind of, that can use some shitty camera that will detect all these things. Sure. Whatever. It still can't see your legs through a desk. So, you know, like, <laughs> at the end of the day, like... It's clear. It's really killing me. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be this stiff. <laughs> like that should be the marketing line. Yeah. It still can't see your fucking legs through a desk. <laughs> like you know. So whatever, man. Like we'll see what happens Brilliant. with Meta. Like what? Like right now, like I'm not. I I am a VR user. Like I like VR. I think VR is great. I still don't think you could not pay me money to like <laughs> sit at a desk and like have a meeting in VR. Hang on, what about if you sit at your desk but your legs work as well? Oh, now. yeah, hang on. Sick, great. Have we got you. They can watch me play like Tootsie's <laughs> with the person next to me on the you desk. Tap your foot. Yeah, sure. That's all you well, want. They can see my. You can see me bounce my leg up and down incessantly <laughs> out of anxiety. Yeah, can I? Can I like? Can I make? Can we add haptic feedback into everyone's desks so that they can get the real experience of having their desk move up and down when I move my leg? Like. God, what is the end game here? I don't understand, man. We're in the we're we're in the the bad place. Yeah, yeah. Like I I just don't I just don't understand. Like like is 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 it actually that more productive to sit in a meet in a VR meeting room than to just like even like Zoom calls are bad, right? But like, is it at the end of the day, is it gonna be that more effective? Like, no, but know, so here's what Facebook is seeing from this. Sorry, Meta. Yeah. Here's what Meta is seeing from this. If they can get a couple of big companies to agree that that's a good idea, suddenly every company in the world needs needs 500 VR headsets. Yeah. That 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 is potentially a bajillion dollar purchase. Yeah. Right there, and I'm... and I can see what they're going for. It just looks like shite. I'm like just... it's it's not there. Yeah, I'm just so surprised that like they're trying to 
do it with VR. Well, okay, okay, I can understand why they're trying to do it with VR. When in reality, the more I mean, I've always been I've been saying this for ages. You probably go back to the, like old episodes of the podcast where I'm talking about it. But it's like you know, AR is the thing. Like the overlay when you can overlay yeah. things on yeah, top yeah. of the real yeah. world. That is where the maybe taking I don't know away where... the headset eventually is going to be the thing. Yeah, that's going to be the the way to do it. That's it. Because people don't want the big sweaty headset. That's what they don't want. Yes, exactly. Like I and yeah. I've seen like you know mock-ups and kind of like you know prototypes of things where it's like yes lighter versions of headsets that are just like glasses that you put on stuff i'm like cool that's in the right direction you should but you're trying like people are trying to run before we can walk kind of thing people are trying to fly before we can walk yes exactly it's like dude fix the ability for people to actually obtain a headset and wear it comfortably for a certain, like for a long period of time that isn't for some kind of like novelty entertainment thing like and, video and games. also like, doesn't after the third or fourth youth stink because it's got a big sweaty <laughs> print across the forehead with, with that foam bit that just absorbs sweat well, exactly because yeah. it just smells after yeah. after you've used it a few times because it's, it's soaked in sweat like, yeah oh like entertainment humanity was great. a mistake yeah <laughs> <laughs> right speaking of some mistakes it's spooky season um spooky scary creepy season with ghosts and all that shit um so oh, i can't read what i've written here spooky speezy games movies <laughs> and show, i don't know what i've said uh, and shows we love and creepy hidden things in games so yeah okay so what i wanted to ask here is because it's halloween coming up at the end of the month obviously there's a, a lot of games that have halloweeny things in or spooky scary things uh, a good example is Pokemon X and Y. There's a little girl ghost, that, uh, or a little girl, sorry, that you don't know is a ghost, uh, is is in a room upstairs in, in a place that she talks to you, says something, and then disappears in front of you, and she's gone. And she later on appears on a bridge and says something all equally creepy. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little Easter egg, and it's assumed that she's a, she's dead. And some people have seen her, some people haven't. It's a really cool little Easter egg. And I love little things like that in games. And I don't know if you've got any that you that stand out to you as like spooky, scary moments in games, in TV, in movies, whatever. Because I've got another one, but I'll let you go next. Because... I mean, there's there's quite a few. I think, yeah. uh, you know, there, maybe this is you know, it's not that scary, but there's this cool visual novel called um, DDLC. There was a Doki Doki Literature Club, and you know, it's not that scary, but I think it's just a fun experience that you know, it really gets you in the Halloween mood, and maybe people should play it because it's free on Steam. Um, but yeah, it's not Doki that Doki it's, Doki it's, yeah, yeah, it's not scary. I mean, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm 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 playing a bit here, but you know what I mean. Like, there's the, I think for me, the things that really, why well, I used to have a massive phobia about it were games that kind of broke the fourth wall in really interesting ways. Yeah, um, but I, we both have said that before that we like that kind of concept. Yes, like I love yeah. it. So, like yeah. you know, I mean, even even like Undertale has like these really really creepy, disturbing moments in it that are like really stood out to me like i remember i don't know why it affected me so much but okay first well have you played undertale well, I mean, you know i've played bits of it but yeah, yeah, yeah i mean as long as we don't talk about the ending the, yeah. the, I'm, I'm okay to talk about parts of the game basically there's a, most there's, of it. there's a bit which is like relatively un, is like pretty unsettling to the point where because it was my phobia i ended up just like like you know when i was walking it's like one of the only things that's made me like kind of like look behind me when i'm like walking around undertale yeah as in like it had a massive effect on me well what was it what was the bit spoilers by the way it's kind of spoilers spoilers, it's fine it's fine well basically it's just like when it pulls the rug from beneath the feet and goes full like horror mode and there's a character that's kind of been like following you throughout the entire game like to the point sunflower (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, the flower. Yeah, yeah, it follows you throughout, like basically throughout the game, and it's like to the point where it's like you know sometimes when you backtrack, like the flower will just be there in the corner of the screen for like one frame, like and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the, the yeah the, the flower appears in the corner for like one like a few frames, and then you know obviously when you notice it, it's just like gone, and then you're like uh okay and things like that like it's kind of creepy yes like yeah, yeah yeah there's like lots of lots of interesting creepy things like that built into the game and also like the d the deeper creepier things of like ddlc does this really well as well where there's like a lot of um hidden elements which are hidden behind random things so it's like you know you have an so obviously as a developer i understand how it's coded but it means that it's like you know some players will have like extremely you know, see something extremely scary and then be like, yo, did anybody else see this? And people are like, what are you talking about? Kind of thing. Which oh, leads to the whole okay. thing of like, you did you, you have an experience where no one else, like other people yeah. did not have it. So it's did like... Did you play Fear 3? Yeah, 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 yeah. That I remember was, you talking was, about that. That was yeah. how the multiplayer mode worked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I love that. Because I'd be like, dude, like, look in the mirror. And he'd look in the mirror and there's a thing like, no, look in the mirror. Like, the girl's behind you. Yeah. And she wasn't. Then he would look and she's behind me instead. Yes. Like, but one of us was seeing the real girl, and one of us was seeing like a shade. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that was so good because we started to like argue with each other because it was like, no, she's there, and he'd be like, no, she's fucking over there. And then it took us like thirty minutes to realize that the game was fucking with. Us. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, like that, 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 that's like just smart like horror game that. design kind of thing of like yeah. But then you've like... you've got the insanity meter in Eternal Darkness as well, where the yeah. the more you interact with the spooks and the spirits of the game, the more the game starts to break the fourth wall. Mm. Which I thought was really, really cool. But I'm talking more of like... Okay, so uh, here's a weird old reference. But there's a, a movie called Li uh, Three Men and a Little Lady, uh, which is a movie from the, the early 90s with Tom Selleck and a few other people in it. And famously, there's a, a scene in it where it's just a, an average scene in the movie. Nothing's really exciting. But in the background, peeking out of the toilet as a kid. Mm -hmm. Kids, nothing to do with the movie. He's just there peeking out of the toilet. And it was... It was believed that the kid was like a ghost or like, uh, but because uh, on that set a child died. Yes. And it was believed it was. Uh, I think it turned out to be like the director's son or something hiding in the toilet. But that was a really cool, like little hidden Easter egg for a long time because yeah. because we didn't have the internet to kind of go back and forth on that one. It was just the belief that people talked about face to face. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was another one that I liked. It was like, quite spooky. In in terms of like hidden things in games, like there are also developers who hide a lot of things for people who purposefully decompile their games if you get mm. what i mean yeah, so yeah. it's so it's like almost like extra hidden content for people who access the debug menu so like because i know undertale does this there's another game called omori uh which inscription is also... as well pardon inscription, inscription yeah yeah exactly yeah like um omori does it as well i think ddlc did it a little bit as well i think you told me about omori recently yeah omori it's like that's also a pretty good like horror like halloween mm. game like as in like yeah. you know it's one of these in the vein of undertale where it's like one side is very cutesy and happy and fun but obviously there is a s way darker undertone to everything that is happening and at points it kind of goes over the edge and goes into like full like i'm uh, here for it though horror. i like it yeah like psychological horror kind of thing um but yeah, like Omori is a really good game as well, so I'd recommend that if you're looking for some spooky Halloween games to play. It's like, well, there yeah. was also that whole thing in again Pokemon. It seems to be a place for weird Easter eggs. Oh, there was yeah, the whole thing yeah. with Lavender Town theme, yes. sending people insane. 
Yes. Because it was like the whole thing was done in like negative notes and or whatever it was, mm-hmm. or like off notes, black notes, sorry, is what I'm saying, yeah. from the from the piano. Um that was cool as well because like that was all, all based around the fact that in the world of Pokemon things don't die, but then why is there a graveyard? Mm-hmm. Like what a ghost Pokemon. What would a ghost Eevee look like? Like what would the stone be? Would it be a brick? <laughs> yeah, it's like all these creepy pasta kind of yeah. things, right? Yeah, like the stories and things. I mean you have you heard you've heard about I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but like there's like Ben Drowned, whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's I... the one about the cursed cartridges as well where you, you find like a shitty cartridge at a car boot sale that's like yeah. um Zelda but the the, 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 the logo's been ripped off and it's been written in like runes or something yeah, instead like, don't play this and, yeah. You know, yeah i mean obviously it gets, the, a, bit, it gets a bit tropey just and... called dark or yeah. something like yeah, yeah it gets a bit tropey and niche now and of course people, but it's people... fun to read yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. they're still fun yeah. to read it's just like you know obviously now that trope has kind of been played through a lot so it becomes like a comedy thing instead mm. but like um but, yeah. but ollie with it being spooky month uh, I feel we should do one more podcast before we close out the month, so we'll do it near the end of the month. I'm qu- quite busy, but yes. I'd like to do one where I take some Halloween themes from games, and we have to name the game based on the Halloween theme. Oh, yeah. Or the spooky theme, or the ghostly theme, or whatever. Yeah. So I'm going to put together a playlist of maybe 10 tracks okay. um, that I want you to guess. All right. Uh, yeah. And they'll be from, from across the generations. So they could be N64, they could be SNES, they could be PC, they could be... PS5, like mm-hmm. it could be from anywhere. So I'm going to do that for the next group. But I'm also in the process of chatting with a uh, friend and streamer who might join us on the podcast next time as well. But oh, I need to cool. wait for his answer before I reveal that one. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, I think um, it's probably a good time to close it up as well yes. because this has been the Sunfire Tavern <laughs> episode. Where the hell is my button? Episode 67, uh, which is our podcast for Games and Geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV, uh, with myself, Clark, and my spooky co-host, Ollie. Whoa. There we go. Good well done. <laughs> so that's how spooky he is. Discussing the hot topics from the last few weeks, and this week we have talked about Overwatch 2. Uh, a little brief bit about Street Fighter 6 as well, just to make Ollie jealous. Um, <laughs> the Bayonetta voice actress getting severely underpaid for the offer to do her voice in Bayonetta 3. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's use of a VTuber. Uh, the metaverse just being hilarious because it's terrible. Uh, and then we talked a bit about spooky, uh, creepy, hidden things in games. And there's probably a lot more of those that will come up in the next episode because the next episode is going to be a lot more Halloween themed. Mm. Um you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever podcast platform you choose to listen to. And if you want to send us any questions, comments, or feedback, you can do so via the Google form, which is linked in the blurb below. Uh, Ollie, anything before we go? Uh, don't get too scared this month. All right, Christopher Walken. Yeah. <laughs> don't get too scared this month. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a good impression. That was... Yeah. Uh, All right. I'm gonna walk out. (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) I'm dead. See you next episode. Uh, Bye, everyone. Have a happy, not Halloween yet, but soon. 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 Soon.